Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Talks with Tori, the podcast. I am so excited, as always, as I say every single week for this episode. Um, You guys saw this episode is with my girl, Michelle Reed, and she is such a joy. We met her when we were first kind of getting into the YouTube game, and it has been so beautiful to watch her life blossom and now she is pregnant with her first baby and we just love Chad and I love her and her husband Aiden so much and easy going easy to talk to and just I feel like she embodies the peace of the Lord like when I watch her vlogs her videos I don't miss one um it just like gives me this sense of calm, the sense of peace. And so highly recommend you guys going and checking her out on YouTube and on Instagram. She's a joy to follow. Um, but anyways, in true toxitory fashion, I just want to encourage you guys just for a moment. I will tell you Ephesians is just packed with so much goodness, you guys. I was um, in chapter four today, and I'm going to read you a couple verses because I feel like they really spoke to me. Um, So chapter four, verses 12 and through, we're going to go through 15, says this. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will be no longer immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever They sound like truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. And then the next um, like section is living as children of light. And verse 22 says, Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And what I really want to kind of tune in on here is that we are called to live as children of light, And there is so much darkness in the world. And so what do we do? How do we live? How do we speak? How do we think that equips us to live differently, to live set apart, to live as children of light? It makes me so sad when I hear people who don't know of Christ but have Christian friends And they say, well, they're no different. Like, they don't live any differently. So, you know, what's different about them? It's like, no, you guys, we should look different. 
We should have peace that makes no sense in hard circumstances. We should have a faith and an eternal hope that gives us joy when it makes no sense. There are ways in which we should live differently because we watch different things. We hang out at different places. We live differently because we are children of the light. We are no longer in love with the things of the world, but we love that which God loves. I want to pray for the things that God's heart breaks for, and I want to truly live like his child, right? Like I want Micah to live a certain way because he's my child and I'm raising him in the way in which he should go, right? Like, so he is my child and I would hope that he takes on certain ways that I am teaching him to live. And so we as children of a heavenly father who has given us his word, who has given us instruction on the way in which we are to live, the way in which we are to go, it should look different than if we're living the way that the world is telling us to go. And that one verse where it says, we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. But y'all, it just sounds like the truth. It is not the actual truth. And so we have to be so equipped. We have to be so grounded, so rooted in God's word, in God's truth, so that we're not tricked, so that we're maturing in Christ, so that we are learning his ways, that we're learning about his heart and Man, y'all, we're not going to know what God wants us to do. We're not going to know who we are. We're not going to know how he wants to use us if, if we're not in relationship with him, if we don't actually know who he is, not just know who God is, but know him, be in relationship with him. And reading his word is a great place to start. And so anyways, highly recommend Ephesians. Um, and also just before we jump into the conversation with Michelle, I just want to thank you guys. I actually went through last night and read some of your reviews that you left over on Apple podcasts and it just warmed my heart. Like truly it gave me such a faith boost that these podcasts are leaving you guys encouraged and that you feel like you are sitting with us having this conversation because that's the goal. That's the prayer. And so if you haven't taken time to leave a review or a star rating, um, that would mean so much to me if you just take a second to do that. It just helps more people find the podcast. Um, if any of them encourage you and you want to share it with a girlfriend or maybe get a girlfriend and watch them together, I think that would be so fun. And when you tag over on Instagram and actually see like your setup and how you are watching Talks with Tori, um, especially when you're watching on YouTube, it like makes me feel like I'm in the room with you guys. And that just brings me so much joy. I appreciate that. And then also, if you are not already subscribed to our email list, I am going to leave a little link for you guys in the description because there are some things that we're working on behind the scenes and the email list will be the first to know. We will not spam you. We haven't even sent out one email yet. It's just we want to make sure that we have your emails so that when there's information to share, you'll be the first to know. So anyways, love you guys and let's jump into the conversation. Yay. Okay. I'm literally... <laughs> so excited. I feel like we have not talked in like 
months. Or I don't feel like we've had a legit conversation since you got pregnant. And oh yeah. How are you feeling? Like you are how many weeks at this point? So I'm 36 weeks when I'm recording this. I'll be 37 on Saturday. So we're nearing the finish line. And I always think it's so crazy because I'm pretty sure this baby was conceived like a few days after you guys were in Dallas and we got dinner and that was like y'all's first little date night out because I was going back through my photos and I was like wait a second that was right around the same time so and it's been just a whirlwind so quick everyone tells you it goes by so quickly but it has been so crazy fast and Yeah. And now you're here. How are you? Are you feeling nervous, excited, confident? Like, how are you feeling about the actual like birth process? I was telling Aiden yesterday that I feel like each day it just changes so much. Mm -hmm. I think a couple months ago, I definitely started feeling a lot more just fear and anxiety. And it felt a lot more real about like, oh my goodness, this baby is coming out one way or the other. Like it has to come out. I think I was, (laughs) yep. And you know, the thing, whenever you ask people about their experiences, you get a lot of positive, but also a lot of negative stories. And I think I was letting a lot of those things influence me, mm-hmm. but it's crazy. The past couple of weeks, I've just felt an immense amount of peace from the Lord about the whole situation. And as we're creating our birth plan and all of that, just really trusting God in the whole process. And mm-hmm. Even, you know, as you lead up to delivering, they're really checking on baby's position. And yes. I've been going to the chiropractor too. And sometimes I'll get a little in my head like, oh, he's facing too much this way or this way. And if I've kind of let that stuff Yeah, go. if you're 36 weeks, the baby still has time. I don't think that Micah got into position mm-hmm. until um, 37 weeks for me. Like I think yeah. 38 weeks, he was still sideways. Like his feet were yeah. kicking this side and his head was on this side. But then like two hours later, he's like mm-hmm. the opposite where his feet are over here and his head's over here. And I'm like, how'd you even get around? But he was like yeah. a little wiggle worm. And so then he finally- Well, that's it. why I, I had I had asked my chiropractor because I'd kept feeling kicks only on just one side. And my midwife, she had told me that he's head down and everything, but I was like, I feel like he's sideways because I'm only feeling it on one side. And yeah. she felt, she's like, no, he's definitely head down. He just tilted a little bit, but mm-hmm. she, she gave me like a few different stretches and stuff to do, but she's like, you are you're still, fine. you're 36 weeks. You have time. He's gonna, he's going to do what he has to do. And if he doesn't, then that's okay too. It all, it'll all work out. No, it does. And I feel like this point and this is just from someone who I feel like I kind of went in with um unrealistic expectations or I was just uninformed like I I read some of the Mm -hmm. books I got like a fourth of the way through I feel like four different books like I never finished one of them um and I don't know. It was almost like I had only read, only read the positives. And it wasn't, I feel like Mm -hmm. I wasn't even aware that a lot of women's first births just take longer. Like I remember Mm -hmm. for me after my water broke and my midwife came over, but I wasn't in active labor yet. Um, and she told me like, are you upset that it's not going to be like the day you wanted it to be? And I was like, what do you mean? Today is the day I want it to be. Mm -hmm. And And she was like, sweetheart, I don't think you're having this baby today. Like if, 
And I was like, what? What do, you, what do you mean I'm not having this baby today? Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it was like 30-something hours later that I had had Micah. Yeah. Um, and I was laughing about this with my girlfriend yesterday because I got so attached to the birthday because it was just like a cute birthday. Like the due date was 11 Yeah, because we have the same. Yes. That's fine too, Yep. Yes. And so I was like, 11, 11, 22. That's so cute. And so we go into labor mm-hmm. and then it doesn't happen. I'm like, okay, it's fine because 11, 12, 22 is still cute. It's 1, 1, 1, 2, 2, 2, still cute. And then the kid comes mm-hmm. an hour and 20 minutes into 11, 13, 22. And I was like, it's crazy. What is it? What is God trying to teach me in this, um, mm-hmm. in this little, uh, situation here? Um, and then mm-hmm. yesterday I realized that Micah's due date is April 6th of 2024. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if he came two days early, it would be or four twenty four, and Chad was like, "Don't oh, even, yeah. babe. Don't even." <laughs> You're right. He says, "Not go. this again. Not this again." Yeah, Sorry. I feel like I'm like, I'm almost the opposite in that I like to have all the information, and so we yeah. took this four week birth class, and I've read Incredible. all the books, and and even I really trust my mom throughout this whole process. And she was telling me, she's like, you can only take in so much advice and information. And then it just gets to a point where you do, you trust God in the whole process and it's going to be what it's going to be. And it's going to be according to how he wants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every single birth, every single person, it's, it's a different story for everyone. And so I Mm -hmm. think if we can just wrap our heads around that, because I feel like I'm kind of even doing that or I um, will struggle with doing that in terms of like oh well I hear that second babies just fly on out you know like and so I'm like okay Mm -hmm. well hopefully that's our experience and then I have to remind myself it's going to be a unique experience because it's my Mm -hmm. experience it's not going to be like anyone else's experience because it's me and it's our child and it's Mm -hmm. no one else's and so I think it's the quicker I can like surrender to that and be at peace with that Mm -hmm. and get out of my head about it. Um, the less anxious I'll feel. I haven't felt, and I'm curious to know about you. Um, I had extreme anxiety the first trimester with Micah and I have not experienced Mm -hmm. that at all with this baby. Do you feel like you experienced anxiety? Like I know you mentioned it briefly, but like throughout the pregnancy journey, I honestly expected to feel that way a lot more than I did, especially in that first trimester, because just throughout my life in general, that's definitely been a pattern of something that I struggle with and Mm. just kind of thinking about the worst case scenario. And Aiden is so good for me, such a good match for me, because he's always telling me, he's like, do you ever just think about what if this goes, you know, the best way possible? It's not always. Yeah. I'm like, no, but then I like to be pleasantly surprised if it goes, but I'm like, that's not fully trusting God. If you're just always expecting Mm -hmm. the worst case scenario. And I mean, it is a huge reality though. That first trimester is just really scary, Mm -hmm. but I almost tried to lean into a lot of just the feeling extremely nauseous and sick and kind of trust that as my body's doing what it's going to, you know, do to support this baby. Of course, a lot of women don't experience those 
symptoms and their babies are perfectly healthy. But instead of seeing that as, oh my goodness, this is so difficult, which it is. And it's totally okay to acknowledge that. Um, But instead to just not take that for granted and Mm -hmm. accept that it was just a part of the process. And I think just in general, I had heard so many women have really, really difficult pregnancies. And that Mm -hmm. too is a huge reality, but For me, I'm so, so thankful that it has just been such a beautiful experience. And even I remember I would hear women talk about loving pregnancy and loving all the changes. And I thought that they were kind of crazy. And I mean, of course, it's a beautiful thing bringing life into this world, but it's like to actually love it. That seems a little bit crazy, but I can say I'm like, I'm one of those people. It has just been such a positive experience. And I think I'm trying to bring that same frame of mind into labor and delivery. And I almost yeah. caught myself like a couple days ago. I started to feel almost a little bit excited, obviously, to meet him because it's crazy yes. when they've just been in the womb for so long and you have no idea what they're going to be like. Yeah. But just the whole process of bringing a baby into this world, I think, is obviously, I mean, you know more than me, a very difficult thing, but it's also a really beautiful thing. So it is. I mean, yeah. I it, it's the closest earthly experience that's like from death to life because there were Mm. there were moments because mine was a more brutal process um and I think going back we just learned so much like we learned so much and I think that gives me a lot of confidence and peace going into the next one as well of like Mm. oh had I known certain things would have made this go a little faster. Certain things would have made this a little bit easier, et cetera. Um, but I do remember there were moments there towards the end because I hadn't slept in 48 hours and oh, my goodness. And, um, that was my fault. Cause they told me to rest and I didn't. Um, cause I thought I'm just like, how could you, how could you rest when <laughs> that's what we had our doula over this weekend. She was like, when you start feeling everything, go lay down, take a nap. And I'm like, I'm going to be so excited. And your body's running off adrenaline. Literally, literally me, but listen to them. It is the hardest advice to listen to. I have a girlfriend of mine who's a couple days um, past her due date now. And um, Mm -hmm. I can tell she's getting a little bit anxious and I'm like, you just need to rest. And she's like, honestly, it's hard to rest because I'm so Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Like this, this baby's so big. Um, And it's, it's it's funny sometimes the advice that you hate getting because I remember even in our trying to conceive journey when people would be like Mm -hmm. just stop stressing about it and I'm like can you not tell me that Mm -hmm. like that is the most annoying thing for me to hear because obviously like I it's our greatest desire we want to have babies like don't tell me not to think Mm -hmm. about it like of course I'm going to think about it and pray about it and it's tough and and then too towards the end of pregnancy when people are like just rest just surrender just let it go Mm -hmm. and I'm like like it's so hard (laughs) and I think that's really when you have to lean into the Lord and be like okay God in my own strength, I can't like in my own Mm -hmm. strength, I'm not going to be able to rest in my own strength. I can't surrender this, but in your strength, I can. Mm -hmm. And so like leaning in and pressing in to his goodness and his peace and his strength in those moments is something I wish I would have done more of. 
Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it is hard, but I do encourage you to take the advice and like rest as much as possible because once Mm -hmm. the baby does come, it's a whole new experience. Um, and do you have your maternity leave like all set up? Do you feel good about it? I do. It is that thing though, that, I mean, with what we do, it is also the busiest time of year for, you know, working with brands and doing stuff like that. And I'm just the kind of, and this is probably my biggest thing that I've struggled with throughout my, my life, just being such a workaholic and wanting to, you know, seize every opportunity and finding a lot of my worth and the success of that. Yeah. And especially with this job, it's so correlated to how many people are watching you and subscribing and following. And I think that's something with motherhood. And I know this is going to be a whole different journey in of itself, but I'm thankful that I'm going to have something that I just know I'm going to love so much more and just feel Mm -hmm. such a different level of purpose being a mom and not having work be my only thing. And of course, I'm a wife right now. I'm a friend. I'm a sister. But I just know that motherhood is going to change me in such a different way that it will. I'm excited to not have that focus. And Aiden's been really good for me because he's like, nope, you're not taking anymore. You said this is what you're taking and this is what you're not taking. And I'm really excited because I, you know, since I was in high school, I've never not worked. So it's just crazy to be able to rest and learn how to be a mom. I think a lot of my fear and anxiety surrounds more kind of postpartum and what that experience is going to be like. In what way? um, Versus I think just learning how to take care of a newborn, like in a simple way as as that. I've babysat and I have so many different nieces and nephews, but it's so different when it's physically your child. And Mm -hmm. I keep talking about how we're like, what is that first night going to be like when Mm -hmm. we bring him home from the hospital? And we're like, oh my goodness, we are in charge of taking care of this child. And I think it's going to be a whole new level of learning to trust God. And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, like I talk about finding my identity in work, but I know a lot of people do that with motherhood too. And just comparing themselves to other moms and just that whole journey. But if I can encourage you in any way, especially when it comes to those beginning weeks, I feel like Mm -hmm. I questioned my maternal instincts a lot and I wish I hadn't of I feel like I mm-hmm. thought I had to do things a certain way and I felt like I ran to Google before I ran to God and mm-hmm. I really regret that um and I know that I'll do that differently with baby two because mm-hmm. there's so much information and it can be the smallest thing like your baby just struggling with some gas because the latch mm-hmm. is kind of off right and so it can be so little, but yeah, I got so worried. Um, and I just mm-hmm. think that those first few weeks, especially with your firstborn, because they are like, that's all consuming, right? Like I already know mm-hmm. with baby two, it's going to be different because Micah's here already. And so Micah still needs attention and love and taking care of. And so it's going to be like a little bit of that divide, but mm-hmm. truly embracing like the newborn bubble and like not feeling mm-hmm. like you have to like sleep train right away or like do this right away mm-hmm. and like go by the book right away. It's like embrace those moments and truly like 
sit in them and enjoy them and get nap trapped and do, you know, like what feels good and what feels right because you're going to know what your baby needs because you're baby's mama. And something else that was really um, encouraging for me, especially postpartum, I'm sure it's different for different mamas, but when people come over to help, sometimes when baby cries, they want to take baby and be like, oh, like, let me give you a break. I'll take crying baby. And it's like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Like baby's crying because baby needs mama, you know, like Mm -hmm. baby needs me actually. Like if you want to help me with the dishes, like that would be lovely. Yeah. Um, And so having like what you know that you'll need for visitors, because you have amazing parents, amazing sister, mm-hmm. like you have amazing family that surrounds you. And a lot of them already have kids. So I feel like they probably like mm-hmm. kind of know a little bit of that, like what actually like really matters and is needed in those post postpartum seasons, like drop off mm-hmm. a meal that's nourishing. Like I just think a lot of people mm-hmm. want to come over and meet baby and hold baby, which is totally fine. And whatever you're comfortable with. Um, I, was very much like oh my goodness look how cute he is hold him you know and like that was that's my personality Uh um but at the same time I remember it was like day postpartum day three or four and keep in mind we did a home birth and so we had family over the day of right like gave birth at 3 a.m or something like that and um no gave birth at like 1 30 a.m and everyone left around three and then we went to sleep Mm -hmm. and then um had the morning as a family together and everything and in the afternoon people were coming over and um I just remember people kept coming over and wanting to meet the baby and Mm -hmm. by like I think it was day three or four I'm like everyone needs to get out like (laughs) everyone needs to go I need my house my Mm -hmm. husband and my baby and that's like it right yeah because I did feel like it was a little bit harder for Chad in those couple days too, because he's, he has the gifting of hospitality. And so because people were at mm-hmm. our home, I feel like he wanted to make sure everyone felt comfortable. Everyone was fed. Everyone like totally. had all, but like he is going through something that he's never gone through before either. Mm-hmm. And like Aiden's going to go through something that he's never gone through before either. And so it's such mm-hmm. a transition and it's beautiful for the family. But I think just like being very aware of what you need and not feeling mm-hmm. guilty for stating what you need mm-hmm. in that season is so important. Um, Cause I mean, I literally, I like, I cried. I was like, yeah. I love you all. Everyone needs to go. <laughs> like and that's everyone. crazy to hear from you because you and Chad are both such extroverts. Like I'm definitely more of the introvert where I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna have no problem saying that. Yeah. But it is, I mean, it's different too, because Aiden, I'm so thankful he gets really, really great paternity leave with oh, his job. That's awesome. And so he has a few weeks to take off, but it is that thing of also having, you know, a ton of family too, where you do yeah. want to figure out what this is going to look like just the two of you because I'm like I imagine it would be really difficult going from having all the help from visitors and Mm -hmm. then he goes back to work I'm like wait I'm completely on my own right now trying to figure this out and so I feel like that's really really great advice and the thing about trusting your instincts that's what I have a friend who she's like exactly a year ahead too I guess her daughter is probably the same age around Micah yeah and she 
she said, you're just not even going to believe how when they lay that baby on your chest in the hospital or wherever you give birth, Mm -hmm. that things just come naturally too. She's like, you can read all the books, you can do all that, but there is an extent where it's like God gives you those maternal instincts for a reason. You're going to feel that. And so relying on that too is something I'm trying to remember. Yeah. And also the fact that all of this information is an incredible gift, but how many women did this before all of the information mm-hmm. right and what did oh, they do yeah. like they just relied on their instincts and their moms and people just in their circle in their mm-hmm. life that they watch and I sometimes I don't think that we were built to consume this much information and to know this many mm-hmm. stories and this many experiences. I don't think we were built to know what was going on in the entire world at all times, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that giving yourself a breather, giving yourself a break, like I think it's incredible you're taking a maternity leave. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I so wish I had it. I think I was recording a podcast two days postpartum. Like, <laughs> I remember seeing you guys I remember seeing you guys posting so soon after I was like oh my goodness how and I mean I definitely want to share because that is a time that you want to share your experience and but I think there's a difference between just sharing to share and sharing Mm -hmm. because you have to um because Mm -hmm. with what we do so often it's there's a partnership attached or there's a brand or there's this or there's that or there's a schedule to keep and so for us I think that mm-hmm. again we gave birth in November as well and just it's kind of I feel like common knowledge that influencers right it's such a weird word I always mm-hmm. hate when people ask me like what do you I do? know I always cringe it's like oh I almost <laughs> want to be like I work in marketing <laughs> You know, um, when I talk to random people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I work in social media. Yeah. Like, oh, what do you do? And then I'm like, OK, now I actually yeah. I'm like, please don't ask a follow up. Um, yeah. I feel like it's a little easier now that like podcasts are such a thing. I'll be like, we have a podcast or we have multiple podcasts yeah. in this. And I feel like that's a little more. It just sounds better than saying I make YouTube videos for some reason. Even yeah. though I know it's so normal now. I'm like, everyone does it. But it is. It just is a very funny thing to say but anyways common knowledge I feel like November December around the holidays it's like okay well Mm -hmm. brands are spending more money because it's the holidays and Mm -hmm. so there's a big push and so obviously it's when we make more money and it's like okay well this helps Mm -hmm. us get through the lull of the beginning of the year right and so it's just yeah most businesses go through seasons that have ups and have downs Mm -hmm. and this just happens to be a bigger up for our season and I just yeah, I, I remember in my head saying no and giving ourselves a mm-hmm. limit and then certain things would come in and we're like, okay, well, this feels like a blessing because this is great for our family and all of the things. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's like, it was hard because it's like, first off, you don't know exactly when you're going to give birth. And so exactly that was hard for me because I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can get some, a couple things done beginning of November, right before birth. And then, but what <laughs> happens if it, and so it's, it's tough. And so but at that point, you're like 39 weeks for me, I'll be 39 weeks pregnant. I'm like, it's just hard to be doing this kind of job. I, the further along I get, cause physically yeah. you can only do so much and even the other day I had something come through and 
they were like, okay, let's set up um, this collaboration for November. And yeah. I was like, what did I take for November? And it was yeah. something I had signed back in February before I knew I was pregnant. Oh, and I'm wow. like, oh my goodness. But wow. thankfully most people are flexible with stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, that's funny hearing your process because I have had that exact same where I'm like, okay, this is what I think I can handle. And you just don't know what you can or can't do. Yeah. And then stuff starts coming in. You're like, but this seems like a blessing. Mm -hmm. So we'll accept it. And that's why I'm thankful Aiden's so removed from it because he can just be like, no, this is too much. You don't need this. Yeah. I think it's the thing of, I kind of realized I had a scarcity mindset with a lot of this. Like, oh, but what if other stuff doesn't come in? And I'm like, do you really believe that? Do you not trust that God's going to provide through every single season? No. It's it's honestly. But yeah, it's hard it's something that Chad and I have had this conversation so many times because I feel like I came into our marriage with very much a scarcity mindset because I grew up not worrying about money. And then it wasn't like we were like crazy rich or anything. It was just, that was not something I ever worried about. You know what I mean? And, um, Mm -hmm. and then in college when my parents separated and I like kind of went on my own financially, then it was like, Oh, now I'm learning what money means. And then I graduated and then I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I'm really learning what money means. And then like Mm -hmm. lost the first big girl job and then started working at a nonprofit making like not even close to as much. So I had to work like four jobs to just pay my bills. And that was when Chad and I started dating was when I was literally working like Mm -hmm. four jobs, barely making ends meet and then moved out to LA. Granted, I had started my business in that time. So technically it was five jobs and, um, Oh my goodness. Crazy. And then, um, I was doing social media, like management for other women who were starting their businesses. And, um, long story short, it did really well in Tampa. I like had a Mm. formula, like a system where I'm like, okay, women in their 40s, 50s that are empty nesters and starting certain businesses, they don't know the ins and outs of social media. So I was doing a lot of like consulting on the side, just showing them how they could utilize the platform and everything else. And then Mm -hmm. I move out to LA and I'm also helping them take content, et cetera. Well, then I move out to LA and everyone does social media. And so I'm like, I have no formula out here. Like I am a very small fish in a very big pond and it -hmm. just wasn't realistic to keep all of the clients I had because I could no longer take content for them and so then I Mm -hmm. felt like okay I had saved this money I was making this much now I'm making even less um and then right before the wedding I was taking on less work because we had so much going on Mm -hmm. and so I really did feel like coming into marriage I had to really get rid of, I guess it's, it's pride where I'm like, well, what am I bringing to the quote unquote table here? You know? Um, Mm. and I struggled with that. Um, especially when we were like merging our bank accounts and everything else. I think it took me Mm. a long time to be like, this is our money. Like it, it was just different. And Chad was Mm -hmm. modeling full-time at that time. We weren't doing like social media brand work or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. and he was only working a couple days a month because his daily rate was really great. And that's like a working, a working full-time model only had to work (laughs) like maybe a week out of the month. Um, and so it, but it was fantastic. It was great for our family. But then we 
got married and all of a sudden no work came through like Mm. zip zada nothing and we had just paid for our honeymoon like we had just paid for Mm -hmm. so much of the wedding and then it's expensive to live in LA and we're like oh my goodness what are we about to do Mm. um our car got totaled by a drunk and high driver um there was so much going on it just felt like what in the world is even happening um, and then God just tied like such a beautiful bow. Like we got blessed with a vehicle mm-hmm. uh, from our friends. I started looking into social media, like to actually make money. And I just remember like mm-hmm. that very first like story brand deal. I was like, oh my goodness, like I can make money doing this. And um, oh yeah, it was so wild. But honestly, how is that transition for you? Because you started doing mm-hmm. social media very young and you worked mm-hmm. at a social media like agency, right? But you were still yeah. doing social media, so you really had like the the eye on both ends of yeah. everything. How was that? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I really liked working at that agency for that time because it was so much fun working with coworkers yeah. and Going I had only an ever office. done YouTube before. Yeah, going in an office. I was in New York City. It really felt like a TV show or something. Yeah. I was working in Tribeca and loved all the girls that I worked with. It was like an all-women agency. It was so much fun. But I think that part of me took that job because I didn't trust to take YouTube full-time because at the yeah. time I had just graduated college. And it's crazy. I think that a lot of people feel that pressure from their parents of, you know, you can't do this freelance job. It's not reliable. You need to do something steady. But my parents, especially my dad, because my dad has seen the industry. Yeah. was like, why don't you just try to take it full time and just run with it and see where it goes. But I really didn't trust that I would be able to make it a thing. And so I took that job and I don't regret it by any means because I know it was a part of my story and it also made me really appreciate doing YouTube and how big of a blessing it's been to be able to create my own schedule and for me I really do love just the creative side of it I think that it's so much fun putting together these videos and getting the creative community online it's amazing it's the biggest blessing I'm so thankful to be able to do it But I think if I hadn't taken that job, I probably would have taken it for granted more because I didn't realize what it actually looked like working a nine to five. I say nine to five, but it was, it was a lot of hours. It was hard work too. And I loved it, but, and so I ended up transitioning back to just doing YouTube. I say just doing YouTube. It's a lot of work as you guys know too. Well, I think Um, what people don't see, and I'd love for you to speak into this too, because I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people just think that we like sit at our house and like set up a camera, you know, and they don't Mm -hmm. know all the ins and outs and the creative, like mentally draining aspect of it sometimes, because Mm -hmm. to come up with an idea for two different videos every single week Mm -hmm. of your life, 
come up with a title, make it creative, make it different than every other Mm -hmm. video you're recording, make it inspirational, make it encouraging, make it real, let them in. But also don't forget, you still need Mm -hmm. to show up on Instagram a couple times a day so that people have a window into your life. And then also Mm -hmm. let's add a podcast on top of it. And now Chad and I are a little crazy. We're Mm -hmm. like, let's add a daily podcast on top of it. And then a (laughs) weekly podcast on top of it. Um, And then short form content because now you have to be making reels. I mean, I'm not even on TikTok, but you are not on TikTok. It is just, it's a lot. I think that's a big, probably my biggest struggle with it is just always having to come up with the fresh new ideas. Yeah. I think the kind of content that I create and you guys create too, it's, I, Aiden always says that we're playing for like the long game. Like you're not trying to create these like clickbait, you know, viral videos. Yeah. Yeah. These videos that you're really, you're really trying to go viral, but of course it is a balance of you want things to perform well well because it is also your job. Um, But I have just found, I think it's really sweet. Most of the, the 95% women, I would say who watch my videos, my demographics are very, (laughs) very obvious. So Um, ours. Yeah. They've really just grown. Yeah. Yeah. They've really just grown up with me because I've been doing this for so long. And so especially stepping into motherhood, it's been so much fun sharing all the pregnancy stuff because so many other women are also pregnant right now and also going through the same journey. And even some that aren't, they're like, I'm not planning on, you know, having kids for years, but it's so much fun. I've been watching you since middle school to see you grow up. And I think that's the most special part about it. And meeting people in real life too oh, is yeah. just a whole nother thing. That's so sweet. Um, it makes it all feel so much more real. Yeah. Meeting people in person is 100%. I feel like the sweetest part of the job. Mm-hmm. I was literally just at the dentist this morning and, um, one of the women walked up and her, her daughter is, um, she watches Chad and I, and she was actually at no. the office because she's, um, I think, studying dental hygiene or something like that. And she was like, it was so funny because your husband was in here yesterday. And my daughter came in freaking out because she watches you guys on uh, on YouTube. No. And, and she's had a really rough fertility journey. Uh, she's been trying for seven mm. years. And she's just been really mm. encouraged by your story and watching God, you know, with your second miracle. And um, it was just so cool to to hear that and see that and learn her name and know her story and know how I can be praying for her. And it really, Mm. I mean, that's why I truly feel like when we got pregnant with Micah, there were people around the entire world praying for him. And Mm. it felt like it wasn't just a win for Chad and I, like it felt like such Mm. a group testimony it was the most surreal, mm. like crazy feeling. And even to this day, when I'm like rocking Micah to sleep, I'm like, you have no idea how many prayers were answered with your life. Mm. And it will literally make me cry. And I'm like, that only happened because of social media. Like how crazy mm-hmm. that God would use this platform in such a way to unite his body and there's people um, that have met like through our page that now live together or mm-hmm. are roommates or people who literally just got married. They're people who are dating. Like wow. it is the craziest, coolest thing to like see 
the community that God can um, bring out of social media, which mm-hmm. can totally be used for darkness. But like, mm-hmm. that's why I feel so called to be on the platform. Cause I'm like, okay, well, if, mm-hmm. if we're not on the platform, if we're not spreading light on the platform, then these young girls, they're going to be on the platform. Like they're going to be on YouTube. They're mm-hmm. going to be on Instagram where are they getting their information? You know what I mean? Like who are they looking to for what they're supposed to be living for? Right? Like, cause there's so Mm -hmm. many messages. I was literally just reading in Ephesians um, Mm -hmm. this morning and it was just talking about living as children of the light. And there is this, Mm -hmm. um, this verse, I think it's chapter four, 14. It says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown Mm -hmm. about by every wind of new teaching. Uh, We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever. They sound like Mm -hmm. the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more Mm -hmm. and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. And I love Mm -hmm. that because it's just like, okay, we, the only way we're not going to be influenced by the world and all mm-hmm. of the messaging is if we are secure and rooted in the truth. And it's like, okay, we'll only be rooted yeah. and secure in the truth. If we know the truth, if we're in the word, if yeah. we're honestly just very careful about who we follow and who we're listening mm-hmm. to. Um, I've recently even had like a super conviction about like the shows I watch, you know, cause it's just like, yeah. Man, you don't think it's that bad. And I mean, I literally just like, there was this funny, Mm -hmm. um, just, it was like a nineties rom-com. It like, wasn't even anything like you just think it's so wholesome. And there's this funny little Mm -hmm. intro to it. It has like this little song and it was funny. It like came on and Micah just like was watching it and it almost seemed like Mm -hmm. he zoned out to watch it. And then I became very aware of the words of the song. And I was like, Hmm. Oh, oh no. Like this is like words have power, the power of life and death. And so, and then I realized that that song, like I'll catch songs in my head and they'll just play over and over in my head. Oh yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not what I want. Like playing in my head. Like this is like, I can't pray without ceasing. Like if this keeps running through my head, I'm like, Lord, take it out of my head. Um, but sometimes it's so hard. And so I'm like, I have to be so cautious and so careful about Mm. what I'm listening to, what I'm watching, who I'm taking advice from, because I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I don't want to take advice from, from people who I don't see like fruit in their life. Or if I wouldn't want my life to look like their life, like then why am I going to take advice? And I I think that sounds harsh. Sometimes people are like, okay, Tori. Um, but I think it's genuinely true. Like, why would I take mothering advice yeah. from someone where I'm like, I don't see fruit in the way you're mothering your children. Yeah, I know. That's especially with motherhood, too. I'm really thankful that so many of our friends and the people in our life have been such positive influences about yeah. children. And I mean, I always say like about having children young, I'm 25. I feel yeah. like that's not even young, but I think that there's also this message of just wait to do this until later on in your life when, which that's fine. I think everyone's story is totally different, but 
you know, you can kind of hear that voice creep into your head of, am I missing out on things because it's about to be a big part of my life? And it's like, no, absolutely not. And I'm like you where sometimes I'll just realize that and I were just talking about this, that we just always have a podcast in our ears. We always have a YouTube video and our watching something in the morning and something I've been trying to embrace is just more silence. And even like when I walk cash or golden retriever, I always think about when I'm walking a baby in a stroller, I don't want him to see me always on my phone or always having these. And, and it really does make you more mindful. I think, you know, having children and thinking about wanting to be a good example for them, especially with like you were mentioning shows and movies, like that stuff really does influence us a lot. Yeah. Well, and too, like with, with babies, like it's been tough with Micah um, because if I'm on my phone, he wants my phone and I can tell he Mm -hmm. doesn't act as well if I'm on my phone. And so it's very hard to like show up on social media, especially just like Instagram stories and showing the daily life, like, you know, the hour by hour life. I feel like I only really story when he's down for naps or like down for, for bed sometimes, unless I just like take a cute photo of him or something. Um, but I was literally talking to my friend about this. I'm like, wait, just recently, because there was a season where he really loved FaceTime and my mom lives six hours away. Mm-hmm. And so I would FaceTime her in the morning. Cause I have like mornings by myself with Micah and I let Chad sleep cause Micah's like a super early riser. And, um, mm-hmm. and so I just FaceTime Don Don and it was like this cute little moment and he would kind of crawl to the FaceTime and it was super cute. But then mm-hmm. as he got more active and more mobile, then he wants to grab the phone and then when I go to yeah. take the phone back, he would lose it. And I was like, okay, we're yeah. not going to be that kid. Um, and then yeah. it just is like this very crazy thing where I'm like, what is it about the cell phone that like makes yeah. you a different child? Because like when I take the cell yeah. phone, it's different than anything else. Um, and I'm yeah. like, uh. it's almost like they're made to be addictive. And I'm like, he's so young too. You don't, you think about that maybe with like a two-year-old or a three-year-old, but it's like even even babies, our friend. Yeah. We always say that she's just drawn to it. And so I'm like, okay, we're putting the phones away, but it's so nice being around children because then you are off your phone more too. And realize that, oh, maybe we should all live like this. Yeah. And it's like, man, how much of childhood is being robbed because we didn't have to deal with this when we were kids. Like, oh yeah, there wasn't cell phones. And so I think there's so Mm -hmm. much beauty. There's so much we can gain, but I think that there truly does have to be so much intention behind it where it's like, Mm -hmm. there is so often, like even last night before I was going to bed, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to like check my DMS real quick. And then it's like, then I end up scrolling. Then I end up on explore and then I'm doing this. And then another DM comes and it's like, I 45 minutes went by. Mm -hmm. I put my phone back up and I was like, I could have had 45 extra minutes of sleep. I could have read yeah. this book that's on my nightstand that like brings me life yeah. and revelation. And instead mm. I gained nothing. And it's like, we'll say yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to do it to relax. And we think it's going to like fill yeah. us up. And instead I like feel drained. <laughs> I'm like, why? What, yeah. if, what even just happened? Like literally, what did yeah. I do? I was so mindless for for that time yeah and so I think that me personally 
especially with Micah the age he is and with baby two coming, like I'm going to have to set a little bit of better boundaries um, with Mm. just certain apps where it's like, okay, like it's not like it's not evil. I just need to have more Mm. intention behind it to be like, okay, I'm going to get on for a purpose and I'm going to have a time limit. And like when that's done, it's done. And I take Mm. a step back and then I live presently in my own life because I truly believe that the enemy like wants us numbed out, like wants us not present and wants us not thinking. Mm -hmm. And if we can't think for ourselves, then he's winning. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. I need to have a actual sober mind. I need a clear mind. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I can go off on a long, do you feel like this is, this is totally like off off topic, but I've been wondering, do you feel like this pregnancy has been different versus with Micah? So different. I think that y'all have kind of teased that it has been, but I'm like, I'm curious. Yes. It's been different. Um, and I can't decide if I feel like it's different because like maybe it's a girl or if Mm -hmm. I feel like it's different because I learned what worked with Micah when I was nauseous. And I just immediately, when I found out I was pregnant, like I got the preggy pops and I got the nausea calm and I got the unisom because yeah. um, I struggle with like severe insomnia when I am pregnant. Yeah. And so. Oh, I've definitely been. I'm like, this is the time everyone says sleep now before the baby comes. I'm like, this is the worst sleep of my life. It's crazy. Trying to roll over too as you get bigger. It's just yes. peeing all throughout the night. Yes. Yeah. I. I didn't struggle with the pee. I like one, I would only pee like once a night, but it was once I wake up. And so like if Micah has an off night and he wakes up once, Mm -hmm. like he woke up once last night, um, he's pretty good about sleeping through the night, but just randomly, like he'll just wake up. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I went and I like gave him a bottle and put him right back down. I mean, it was all of like five minutes, right? It wasn't like a big deal. Mm But then I was up for an hour and a half. Like I could not go back to sleep. Um, And so it's like once I, once I wake up, I like can't go back to sleep. And so that, that's tough. Mm. Um, Especially if I don't take a unisom and I'm very like, I don't want to take it every night. Um, And so I'm like picky and choosy. I'm like, okay, I'll take it this because I don't have to have like super energy in the morning or like he ate Mm. really well. So I'm pretty sure he'll sleep through the night. It's very interesting, but it's been different because I was so, so sick with Micah before I found out we were pregnant with Micah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with Micah, I was nauseous like all day. Like I just felt like I like yeah. always kind of had this underlying nausea and I had mm-hmm. really crazy aversions with, with Micah. Like mm-hmm. the thought of red sauce for a couple weeks were, was like, yeah so nauseating um that's so funny and then with this pregnancy I wasn't sick at all when we found out and so I didn't even feel pregnant at all which was weird Mm -hmm. um I felt more emotionally unstable this time where I actually was telling a friend of mine I'm struggling more with frustration than I ever have Mm -hmm. like I feel like I'll get frustrated in moments that I can't control. Um, and that's just mm-hmm. nothing. I've, I've never struggled with like anger or frustration. Like I'll, I'll go straight from like yeah. happy to crying. Like I'll cry, but like <laughs> frustrated is not really my, uh-huh. my thing. And so that's been a little bit weird. Um, 
I feel like my skin hasn't been as good at this pregnancy. Um, like my chin has broken out more. Yeah, which they more. say is girls. Yeah, and then right. Um, yeah, and so what else is different? Um, I just I'm only really nauseous in the morning, and then like around six p.m., mm-hmm. I'll get nauseous for like thirty minutes. It's so weird. Um, that's really that's not bad though. I'm like I would take that. Mine was when. Because I had always heard that it's morning sickness. And so yeah. I was like, why am I sick throughout the entire day if it's morning sickness? Yeah. Yeah. But and I remember people, yeah. I was like, I thought this was just going to be the morning. And why at 2 p.m. do I feel so terrible? Um, yeah. And so this one's just in the morning. If I don't eat right away, if I wait too long, I'll throw up. Um, and yeah. or if I like think about what I'm eating sometimes, like this is so yeah. gross but like I'll be eating eggs but then I'll like think about the fact that I'm eating eggs and I'll gross mm-hmm. myself out about it and then I'll literally go throw and you it just up. like can't finish it no I yeah I'm like bye I uh, gotta go throw up right yeah now. like I've had moments where Michael will be in his high chair right beside me and I'm like oh no like I have to throw up right now and so I'll literally just go to the sink that's right there in the kitchen and throw up and the first uh-huh. time he's like thinking I'm trying to make him laugh. So he's like laughing at me oh as I'm throwing goodness. up. And I'm like, okay, well, it's better than him crying and like thinking I'm dying. Um, yeah. But, but I've actually thrown up more week 13, the end huh. of week 13, 14, and 15 than I did at all. Like I think I threw up three times, wow. literally three times in the first trimester. That's it. Which was way less than with Micah. And Mm -hmm. then, yeah. And and it's super random. Like, it's one of those where I'm not nauseous at all. And then all of a sudden, I'm nauseous. I'm going to throw up. And then I throw up and I'm fine. Yeah. It's it's very strange. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. Because I feel like by week 15, that's when mine started getting better. Yeah. I definitely felt more like myself, had the energy coming back. But when I hear women who have the nausea and fatigue throughout their entire pregnancy I'm like I just give you major creds because I'm not feeling I I feel like I'm feeling a little bit more of the energy now like I'm not feeling as fatigued as I did yeah Um, because I do feel like that first trimester I'm like I need to take a nap literally right now um yeah and so that's been a little bit different um but yeah well you guys have just had so much going on too I feel like you you have no option but to have energy, but all good things. I'm so excited to see the move yeah. and the new place y'all pick. It's crazy. And town. life in Tennessee is so exciting. I know. The big prayer is that we just get into the new house by Christmas. So if you want to pray for anything. Yeah, I, I saw that in your video. It's like, I feel like that's a good plan. Yes. Um. There's lots of stuff happening that is kind of we can't share yet because nothing is like confirmed or signed, et cetera. Um, And so it's a very weird season because I'm sure as you know, when Mm -hmm. your life is so public and you just want to share everything, but it's like, Oh, contractually, Mm -hmm. I don't think we can share certain things right now. Yeah. Especially with like selling a house too. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. Um, But I'm also realizing how long we've been (laughs) talking this happens every time I feel like I literally uh-huh. can keep talking for so long like I have so many more questions oh yeah you're talking about us talk- I thought you were talking about how long you guys have been talking about the move oh my goodness yeah hey it's 
it's a conversation you exactly know? exactly <laughs> oh my goodness but I do want to honor your time I want to give you just a second for you to say like where people can find you and what you're up to etc outside of about to you know birth a child so yeah <laughs> I know sometimes I'm like oh my goodness all I've talked about is being pregnant but that's the only thing on my mind right now I'm having a child or first child in under a month yes um but yeah you can find me over on YouTube I post twice a week I do a lot of lifestyle content here in Dallas and that may switch to once a week it'll also be paused for a little bit obviously for baby reasons but I'm also on Instagram at Michelle Reed too that's also my YouTube channel Michelle Reed so you can amazing find me both those spots I literally always put your vlogs on after Micah goes down for bed and I'm like winding down for the night like it's the perfect I love that like like your vlogs are just so relaxing I feel like I don't miss a vlog I'm always like oh Michelle posted so let me watch this while I'm like doing my thing or when I'm putting my makeup on in the morning like I have the little uh, sticky thing on my on my phone like on the back and so I'll literally get one of those Yes, they're so convenient. I'll just stick it to my mirror and I'm like, hi, Michelle, just do my makeup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes best. me happy. That's always the goal, just to feel cozy and at peace. So you do it so well. I don't know how you get all the camera Thank angles you. that you do and think about all the shots that you do. Like Chad and I yeah. always laugh that we're the worst vloggers in the world because we just don't. No. think about it we just don't think about setting up the camera but I feel like it just comes second nature to you no it's a ton of fun I really enjoy it I am a little curious to see how it evolves with having the baby here soon because yeah for one I'm not sure like how much he's going to be a part of it but I just popped in to say he we'll does see. think about it literally is listening outside the door (laughs) because we I was wondering where he was I figured he was like down there with Micah or wherever Micah Micah is sleeping um but no just for our listeners out there Chad just wanted to to pop in because Michelle and I were like we're gonna we're gonna keep this around 30 minutes and you know so Chad's probably been (laughs) up here for the last 30 minutes just at the door waiting (laughs) for us to finish yeah because he's like the tech guy like okay wrap this up (laughs) oh well I love you so much and thank you for coming on talks with Tori it's been a blessing and we'll have to do another episode postpartum when you're feeling back at it and all the things um because I'm so excited to hear I would love that your birth experience and postpartum and how motherhood's gonna be and so I'm so excited I'm so excited to send you all the late night texts hopefully you'll be sleeping through the night but well come April I won't be so but but text me me anyway (laughs) text me anyway because I have insomnia so I'm probably up for a different reason for sure (laughs) all right girl thanks for having me though Tori this is awesome I love you talk soon Bye. Okay, you guys, thank you for tuning in. I know this was a longer episode, but I feel like when Michelle and I get together, we just cannot stop talking. Um, We probably could have ran on for four hours. But anyways, make sure to go find her over on social, show her some love, be in prayer over her and her birth process and postpartum. She is 
just a true treasure. Um, and as always, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a rating if you have a chance and leave your email below in the description if you want to be in the know. And as always, we will see you guys next Tuesday at 2.